Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast will definitely contain naughty words and spoilers. doing i hope we're all good we watched daredevil it was released in 2003 yeah that That's film's old ago. enough to go to the pub now oh my god yeah oh it makes me feel super old and it's aged so very well jay it is such a noughties based film oh yeah like all of it like yeah it is literally i can pretty sure by 2003 i don't know if i was in sixth form yet i don't know but anyways, around like the underworld type time yeah. with all the long coats, I was definitely in sixth form and that was like what all the goth boys were wearing. And it's all like that dark blue kind of tinted. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. It's like over CGI'd. Yeah. Oh my God. What a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's great though. Okay. So I'll just start with a little bit of the synopsis that we saw on... We watched Amazon Prime, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know why it's important, but that's what Prime wrote. That's where it was. Uh, so when he was a boy, Matt Murdoch was blinded by a spillage of toxic waste. However, the loss of his sight, it makes his other senses develop to an incredible de- degree, allowing him to navigate the city with pinpoint accuracy. So when I started writing, I said to you, like, how did a child get near toxic waste? I was like, I'll just watch the film. Yeah. <laughs> You're like looking at it like that. Just watch the bloody film, Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's obviously going to show you. Uh, so um, the film opens up with the opening credits and it's like a cityscape. I felt really seasick watching this. Like real bad motion sickness. Because <laughs> the way it was like horrendously like... This way it was moving, it was awful. Yeah, and that didn't twig. Yeah, and then like yeah. disappears off and it's like yeah. 
quite flashy. Um, I didn't realise that the names were spelled out in Braille until we got to the next, like, after the sequence. Yeah, it literally spends the whole thing spelling out the actors' names and then in Braille and then changing it to the names, and you didn't even... Because what, what, how they lined it up looked like the windows of the city, so I yeah, thought they just lit up, they were just lights of the city. I didn't realise it was Braille, so, yeah. Anyways, um, so the city, like... City nice dro- touch, though. I liked it. Good idea. Yeah. I mean, it looked terrible, to be fair. Yeah. But... I didn't. That's like, like I didn't for get a, it was Braille until for a the film next film about a blind superhero. Quite yeah. a good idea to include Braille. I liked it. Um, so the yeah, the city drops and it like kind of spins out and it's like this dark town and there's this awful CGI rat and some steam and you get to like a church and that's like written down Braille. <laughs> <laughs> this when you finally tweaked. Yeah, yeah after I was that. like, oh my god. <laughs> after about five minutes of it. Then there's like as it's taking like close up shots of the church. There's like flashes of fighting. Yeah. Really disorientating yeah. flashes of fighting, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Then you see a cross and a man hang, hanging on it, like, just sort of hanging on. I was like, my God, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> and it makes me think about all those memes went out about um, Civil War. When they were like, show me... Whoever shows me the picture of Spider-Man. Spider-Man first. Like, when we first saw that trailer, we're like... <gasps> oh, my God. So, yeah, it's not Spider-Man. Spoiler. Um, then you're inside the church and you see the man fall down, like literally flat on his face. Yep. Pancakes yep. to the ground. Um, there's some super creepy music. A door opens and a, like a priest comes in. And he's, the man that's on the floor is like crawling to the altar and he lays down on his back. And um, the priest takes off his mask and <laughs> it's Ben Affleck with his blind eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not really much you can say about it, is it? The, no. It's hard to put into words apart from the fact it's dirt face. That's literally his, <laughs> his face all the way through. I don't know who told him to do that or whether that was his own choice. Like, yeah, I... if I'd have been the director and he pulled his mask off and that was his face, I'd have been like, cut, what are you doing with your face? Yeah. So I wonder, like, what went into that, like, his thing for that role? Did he did you think he went and, like, met people who were blind? No. I get the impression that he didn't go like method because acting. That's the what I would and... have thought you would have done. Yeah, because that's a big thing with Sierra at the minute, isn't there? With the the girl dancer who's playing an autistic character. Have you read anything about no. that? And people are just like, she's doing. It's just wrong. She's not autistic. Oh, I don't and... know anything about that. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't get the impression there was a lot of method acting no. going on. He's just like, oh, I just could do this, and everyone was like, yeah, right. <laughs> Ah, the early 2000s. Yeah, at some point, someone should have probably stepped in and gone, have you ever met a blind person? Like, I don't think you're doing them justice here. <laughs> no. There's a voiceover in the other in Hell's Kitchen. Um, and Greatest name for a neighbourhood ever. I know, I can't believe that was real. Yeah. Because all I think about is... Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's like a voiceover about... I can't even remember what he was saying now because I was trying to avoid writing down stuff from the voiceover. Uh, the, the voiceover is like the cringiest part old, of probably old, the whole old, old. film. Uh, so yeah, so there's like a young guy in uh, alleyway and there's three bigger kids that start pushing him and they call him a punk. Yes. <laughs> punk. So basically his dad, um, Jack, is a boxer and they call him Jack the Devil Murdoch. Kind of similar to i guess ghost rider he's, he's got those a bit beer bottles everywhere isn't he oh yeah, his dad yeah. was a smoke though in ghost rider wasn't he yeah yeah but this is like beer troubled bottles. parent yeah. yeah like 
just like a dad and his son taking on the world. So yeah, so he like helps his dad to bed. His dad notices that he's been fighting, so he doesn't want him doing that. He wants him like, oh, okay, yeah. He wants, um, there's like a probably like father-son moment. And he's like, I want you to hit nothing but books. Oh, and then do anything, you can do anything if you're not afraid. That's a big thing for Daredevil because one of his names is the man without fear. Yeah. I just can't even. So anyways, then you've got like the kid on, kid on the roof and like the dad's like boxing. Is it that one? Because then basically I've just written down that he's walking. <laughs> so, he's... so he's a kid on the roof. Um, oh no, that's after, isn't it? But anyways, he said um, that this is the last thing he would ever see and he basically sees his dad yeah, so they, holding up a guy in an alleyway so the reason he's, he gets in the fight is they say oh you were working for Fallon I think who's like a mobster and his dad's like no I do double shift at the docks why would I do that if I was working for him then Matt goes to see him at the docks and yeah. sees him roughing up a guy for the mob but so his dad's lied to him so he is working for the criminals so um, yeah so he drops his report that's when he says oh I remember this because it's the last thing I'd ever see I, know. I was kind of hoping it'd be Cringe. <laughs> I believe it'd be something really horrendous but again, that's or in, ridiculous. That's in the voiceover again. Yeah. It? So it's just another voiceover cringe thing. moment. So he like drops his report card into a puddle and he runs away and he's got like all of all A's and stuff in he. Uh, and then he's uh, running through the streets, runs into some sort of thing that's got these toxic waste barrels, nearly like gets hit with a forklift truck, but the forklift truck swings around and hits a barrel full of shit and it all comes out into his eyes yep. he hasn't got any damage to it so like, it's like if it's done that much damage to his eyes why is he not like physically injured as well like on his face and well stuff? he is as a, when you see him as a child so you, you get to it a bit later because you first see him with bandages around his eyes next don't you but a bit later on you can see around his glasses he's got like scar marks yeah, alongside like, his eyes it would be all over his body you do see some doubt, but when he's yeah. a grown-up and Ben Affleck, like you see, like the tiniest little scar line. Yeah, like, but it's would... not severe. It's just like little I, white I'm lines. I'm just saying, but, yeah. if he gets covered with toxic waste. You wouldn't just have damage around your eyes, your whole body. Yeah, somehow scars. it's directly funneled into his eyes rather than hitting anywhere else on his yeah. face. Ridiculous, as it just gushes out of the hole. Yeah, it's massive. It's not like it's a little pinprick and it just all spurts in his, spurts eyes. In his eyes and <laughs> done it. Like loads of it comes out. So bullshit. So um, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. So yeah, that's that. So his eyes are fucked and he <laughs> wakes up. So his eyes are fucked. Moving on. <laughs> he comes around in a hospital bed with like bandages on his eyes and the drip sounds like super loud. Yeah, and then he like starts. Deafening. Yeah, and then he starts like hearing the sounds outside, but he's seeing like cars and he's seeing the motorbikes and he's seeing a drill. And I'm like, so why is he not so like Batman, basically? And you were like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, like he's <laughs> he's seeing sonar, isn't he? Yeah, like, he's in like a sonar system. Yeah, like Batman. So but he's not Batman. He's not Batman. So then he like runs to hide, he's covering his ears, and he hears a bell, and all of a sudden, all the sounds go away. Yeah, because he like focuses on, on the, the bell. bell. Yeah. So then he stands in the hospital room crying. It's like a proper dear diary moment when they have like a cuddle and it's like, yeah, makeup, whatever. And then they have another horrendous voiceover about how they like working together. Never giving up. No, and his dad's like boxing and he's sat there trying to read his braille books. And yeah, he's talking about how he's... 
he's getting like super sharp just like radar sense and stuff um then there's like clips of him walking around and he <laughs> stands Lee, stan lee's moment it's always a stan lee moment so this one is like he puts his cane out and stops stan lee from walking into the road and he's like oh what with his newspaper yeah this is very r.i.p starts <laughs> five stan starts um like honing his skill then it like he, he's saying he, he's got his touch is so dialed his sense of touch is yeah. so dialed up that like he slides down a pole because he can see it with the sound yeah so he uses sound to see but then like because of his sense of touch it gives him like great balance and things like that you're like actual bullshit that's not how balance works no nothing to do with touch it's actually things in your head and between your ears you know like ears affect balance not not your sense of touch but whatever yeah joy it's like Um, we don't need all this explanation just like explain to us you can see using the sonar like because I physically just watched you do that yeah like we (laughs) That's that's kind of all we need explaining. We'll we'll deal with the back flipping everywhere and all the thing because we'll just go. Oh yeah, because he can hear like sound and all yeah. that. Uses sound vibrations to see, and it's dialed up to like eleven. Yeah, that then he's just a superhero. We don't need all that explained. No, really don't. It was just a bit of filler, wasn't it? Uh, then he's back in the in the um, alleyway, and it's like oh round two. I was like yeah, let's beat up the Brian kid. Great. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I know bullies are bad, but even bullies are like, he's actually blind. Like, is there much point? I like laughing at his eyes. I'm like, yeah. wow. Ha <laughs> ha, you can't see. Fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Are there even bullies that, like, that, that, they're not bullies if they're like that. They're just fucking mental cases. Yeah, they're awful. Like, that's not being a bully. People. That's just being... I'm not going to drop it. We haven't done it yet on the podcast, so I'm not going to use it. Yeah, but that's just it. being a C word. That is just being a C word. Basically, he kicks their ass. They were 100% obsessed with flipping, like backflips in this film. Yeah. Flick flacks everywhere. Does his, yeah, dodgy backflip kick, doesn't he? Because like, oh. it's quite cool at the start, because he sort of like fences them yeah. with his cane. And you're like, that's pretty snap. Yeah, get yeah, that. Cool. But then the last kid, he does a backflip kick on. You're like, how's he taught himself to do a backflip kick? Yeah. Ridiculous. How's he learned that? So, this is then a cut to his dad, and there's an old guy comes into the back room where he's about to go on for his fight, and he's telling him that he basically needs to throw the fight because this he's is, getting old, and it's Fallon. about time he takes a fall. Yeah, Fallon. So he works for... Who he was working for, and he says, you still work for me. Yeah. Basically, oh, it made me think of Snatch, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna take a fall. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> Obviously not. So he like is in the ring and Matt's in the thing shouting for his dad, like, come on dad, you can do it but he's laying on the floor and you can see him having this like mental turmoil with himself, like, Oh yeah. Anyways he doesn't, he gets up and KOs the guy. Um, the older guy is not impressed, walks away, I'm like, We why the fuck did you do that? Because now you're obviously dead. Obviously dead. Pride. Yeah. <sighs> Okay. Made a promise to never give up. I think if you knew you were probably going to die, even if it was your pride, but if you were going to get killed and leave your son on his own, who is blind, I think I'd rather be like, okay, you know what, I'll just explain to him. You're not going to get it now, son, but when you get older, I like the typical... Anyways, we wouldn't have a film if you didn't do it, would we? No, that's not how heroes are made. No, but sensible people, maybe. That's why they're not heroes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm not one. <laughs> You'd throw a fight. I'd throw a fight. If you met my family that had like a mum, 
You're shaking your head at me. I am. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I have a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible lesson to teach people. <laughs> you... I'm sure they'll thank me when I'm there looking after their children and stuff. <laughs> you sicken me. Still providing them a home to live in and food to, to eat. I'm going to have to stop recording. I need to leave the room. Endless amounts of toys that they always seem to want. I can't even look at you. <laughs> Anyways, Dad dies. He gets beaten up. Yeah, it's like a poor death, isn't it? Like he's, he li- he's a boxer and he literally gets punched to death. Yeah. Admittedly by like four blokes. But yeah. They... yeah at, least, at least have him like try and fight back and then get shot or something. I was like, going to say, like... I was, they don't make that... his dad go down very heroically. No, like when the, guy started, the last guy started walking towards him, I was convinced he was going to get shot in the head. But then he just punches him. Just punches him. I was like... Well, the guy's a boxer. Like, you know, I don't know how much... I'm obviously not a boxer. I don't know if you get punched a horrendous amount of time in the face, like, constantly for a living. Would your face kind of get used to it? I don't know. They're boxers because they can take a punch. Like, you can't be a... If, you, if one punch knocks you out and messes you up, you couldn't be a boxer. You think they're getting punched by people who are trained to punch things. And they can... <laughs> they can like, if a boxer punched me in the face, I'd die. But yeah, they throw his coat down and a, and a red rose, which becomes quite important later on. And it's a bit sad, actually, because he goes over to his dad and he bends down. He's like, I can't see you. Because he can't see his heartbeat. He can't see his heart beating. <clears throat> I was like, oh, okay, that, that hit me a little bit in the feels right there. Um, so then he said basically he wants to help those people, help those that people wouldn't. So then you're like, right, so you're going to make no money then. Is basically what he's going to say. Yeah. Um, then you're back to like the rooftops and the church and it like <laughs> did not get this shot at all. It goes like city church and it just zooms onto Mary's eyes. Yeah. And stays there. Yeah. Like, weird. It's weird. The fuck? Okay. I think Daredevil, I don't know a great deal about Daredevil as a hit, but I think he is quite, he's quite religious. Is he quite, okay. I think he's actually a Catholic. Okay, well, if that like Hell's Kitchen was it, sort of it, like a, like Irish kind yeah. of people, then that, you know, there's majority of them are. Well, there are a lot of Irish, Irish Catholics, Catholics, especially yeah. Irish immigrants to America. A lot of there was a big Catholic, yeah. There, so I think it plays a big part in. Hence, why Daredevil's a lot of it's in the church. Actual character in comics yeah. and things like that. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, for the for the film, it makes no sense no. whatsoever. If you don't know enough about Daredevil, no, because like, I was like, "What is this obsession with a church?" Because I was like, bearing in mind he calls himself Daredevil. I was like, "What do?" Anyways, um, so yeah, so then you see like Ben Affleck's laying in what looks like a metal bath. Um, it's and, got a lid. It's like a yeah. metal coffin bath, and it? it's like yeah. a se- sensory deprivation tank. And it's like really noisy, and he turns on like your your two thousand early two thousands rock music, like oh, there's so much of it in this film, and it, none of the mu- none of the music other than the, the two songs we were like yes, and we heard them. None of the music fits the film. Not really, no. They're none all, of it. and like all of the characters sort of listen to it, and they don't like Daredevil is a lawyer by day, yeah, and then Daredevil at night, and then some of the music he puts on, you're like. Really? You're listening to that? Yeah, I just... But even, like, the background, like, none of it fits the film. Like, when no, you look at stuff, like... Well. I mean, when you think, like, fast forward to Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, my God, that, that f- soundtrack and that... F- the Just 
fitted perfectly. And that know? film, and you think Guardians of the Galaxy, if the music had been wrong, like obviously there'll be people who don't who aren't that big on the music in Guardians of the Galaxy or something, but it fits at yeah. least. Like even if you like, oh, I don't really like that song or anything. Like Guardians of the Galaxy has my least favorite song as one of its yeah, part of its it soundtrack, does, yeah. um, and I hate that song. With a passion. You like, do. I think it's the worst song ever made and it aggravates me every time I hear it. But in Guardians of the Galaxy, it still fits where it's played. Yeah. And it's, like that. Yeah. But if that film had a different, like if that soundtrack hadn't been as good as it was running through the film, the film wouldn't have been as good. No. But really, and it they, really went can, hand in hand, didn't yeah. it? It's amazing. But it. There's sort of, this is sort of an example of when the music's not done right, it how does. it takes you out of yeah. what's going on. And then on the flip side, you've got something like Guardians of the Galaxy or any Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah. Like Pulp Fiction. Oh fi- my God, yes. Pulp Fiction. With, if any of those songs had been a different pick, like everywhere he puts oh. a song, it fits. So every time I listen to Golden Brown, I know it's going back to Snatch again, but every time I get listen to Golden Brown, I can just see Tommy standing there with like... All the, fighting all the tra- all the travellers like, shouting around yeah. him. Yeah. Um, like, so like stuff like that, you know, this this music I didn't think fitted. It was, yeah, a bit, bit dodge. But it was very reflective of the time, which I think is important. It's, yeah, it's almost... Uh, it, the <laughs> these, fil- are the, these are the hits at the moment that shoehorn them into a film. Yeah, the, the film <laughs> itself does feel very much of like... Isn't 2003 brilliant? Because we've got all... It's the guy from the fire show. Ain't 2003 brilliant? We've got all this music. We've got all this CGI. And then someone's gone, I like superheroes too. Why don't we try and make the most 2003 film? With all the leather. All the CGI, all the leather, all (laughs) the new rock or whatever it was called at the time new metal wouldn't it yeah is that that what the genre was called i think new metal i can't even if we just get a film and put everything in it then everyone will love it because that's what everyone loves at the time (laughs) you're like yeah it doesn't Doesn't really really go together mate but good try so yes after that random tangent i think it was quite important tangent um yeah you basically find him stood in court and he's um, talking to... Oh, okay, so he is, like, talking for his... But he's a prosecutor. He's a prosecutor. So yeah. he's talking to the defendant. Um, oh, my God, this case was... This was horrible, this bit, actually. Um, he's asking all these questions and he can hear the guy's heart beating and he's just, like... Knows he's lying. He's got yeah. his lie detector. And he's, like, you know that it's a crime perjury is a crime perjury is yeah. a crime so he goes off about all this stuff and this woman sat there and he's like basically like well she just enjoyed every minute of it and she burst into tears i was like that is fucking hideous yeah so you get the then without knows, saying it he at knows the, he's a the rapist, time he's yeah because yeah, he, there's pic- polaroids of the woman uh, beat up as yeah. well or uh, when he said that and his horrible face i was like i oh i could have punched him he was vile Absolutely vile. Yeah, he's a grim character. He says, "Oh my god, this is like another cringe moment." But <laughs> kind of, I kind of expected it. He said, "I hope that justice is done here before justice finds <laughs> justice finds you." Yeah, like it gives away a lot of hints that he's. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, whoa! I hope justice is served here today before justice finds you. Surely someone will be like, "What does that mean?" 
Yeah. Are you talking about that guy who goes out at night and beats up criminals? So what are you going to do? Is it you? Yeah. Are you, are you that guy? Are you going to give him a call? Yeah. Are you going to tell him? Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically we find out with uh, Matt's colleague who also runs the law firm that the rope is back on the street and they think the kingpin's paying because they're wondering how he got someone who's He's got so like a really high-priced yeah. defence lawyer, isn't he? Yeah, and they're saying the kingpin has footed the bill. So there's a lot of cringe moments in this film. Oh, yeah, like, so many. So many. And this is so another many. really cringe bit. Do you, I think they leave because oh, I have some work to do and he starts Oh, yeah, do you want to go for a drink tonight? And he's like, no, I'm working tonight. And he's sitting up with all the weapons, like all the weapons. Not just all, like all one from, chosen. Like, canes, aren't they? Yeah. I so, yeah, down like, why choose one when you can have them all? Uh, then he starts like free falling and then sliding down. Uh, he missed out on so many occasions a superhero landing. Every big long jump he makes is you can really see it's a CGI model and you can really like, why is he, if he's jumping 50 feet in distance, why is he doing a backflip? It's not going to make you jump further. There's no need for it. No. Stop doing it. It's impressive jump. that you can jump that far. Yeah, you know, like, jumping that far should be enough. Backflipping, it doesn't make it cooler. It actually makes it more obvious that it's really faked. Yeah. Um, and there's like, they a lot of things. Reflecting stuff in puddles, in glasses. And that, for me, was like, that really is such an early 2000s type shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, look what we can do. We can, like, show I think the, the only person's... Ta- the only time it really makes sense is when he's got his... Actually in costume. Because, obviously, the eyes are reflective on his mask. Because yeah. he doesn't need to see through them. No. Uh, it's quite cool when they do it in that. Yeah. But then they do it in, like, Someone's every puddle. Glasses. Everyone's glasses. Everyone's sunglasses. Like, yeah, we get it. You can do your reflective shot, like... Do it once. Move on. Yeah. Don't do it every... It's more impactful if it's not that often. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, that was just... It's just not... I think it's not aged well, is it? No, it, it definitely just, is not It has sat aged. in that time frame. Wow. Um, so then they're inside... Oh, yeah. So they're in a bar and the, the rapist guy's standing there and none of the guy goes, oh, like, who's that? And he's up on like a beam... Yeah. In his full costume. And he's like, what do you want? And he goes, justice. And I was like, man, do you know what? I'll take a you <laughs> any time over that. Um, so then there's like, it's actually a pretty cool fight scene. But holy crap, if you're epileptic, don't watch it. No, it's, yeah, Whoa. lots of flashing images. Jesus. It was, should come with a warning. It just... really should. Because it's like, one minute it's kind of like normal vision. And then the next minute, it's like what he can see. His sonar. Sonar. And you're like, yeah. what is... And then there's like flashing lights. I was like, I really actually physically can't watch this. I feel, again, Do you know what makes sick. <laughs> even more disorientating is the sound in this scene as well. Because, like, there's a bit where a guy fires machine gun. Yeah, but it doesn't match for a reason. Oh, right. So there's a guy, like, firing machine gun. It's really, like, muted. Feels like it's being done underwater. But yeah. if, if you watch it back you realise that that's really muted and sounds like underwater ever, but the guy he's chasing, you can hear him at full volume the whole time. Yeah. And it's because he's focusing on... So it, the sound oh, changes and the volume goes okay. up and so down. Okay, so he's following where he's going so you yep. can find him. And like when he's fo- so when he's focusing on one person, 
their volume is turned up and everyone else's volume is turned down because obviously he's focusing. Oh my God, that's really to see clever. Them. Yeah, that's actually brilliant. See, now I, that is brilliant. Now I know. Like, otherwise, I just thought, oh my God, the sound in this is shit. Like whoever mixed this is bollocks. Yeah, no, but, but they're yes. actually brilliant. Yeah, you just, you just didn't pick up on it at the time. If you like, we watch watch that scene again. And I'll probably and not you, writing stuff down. Yeah, if you pay attention to that bit now and see how, yeah, the sound mix in there, to change it onto what he's focusing on is actually really good. Wow. And makes, okay. it does sort of immerse you into following Daredevil a bit better because you're like, oh, well, that's, yeah, that's how, that, that's how he's not being overwhelmed by all that's the really noise. Clever. yeah. Because he's just focusing differently. Tuned in. Uh, so the rapist guy gets away. He's like fucked up the whole bar. Like everyone is like on the floor. The pool um, table's on fire as well. I can't remember oh, how that yeah. happens. How that happens? I have the pool no table idea. ends up on fire because he walk. That's quite a cool shot as well because then he jumps on it and you see you see like from his sort of knees down, don't you? Just the guy's getting away at the back and he's walking through the fire. Yeah, I think that's quite a cool shot actually. It's wicked. Um, he slowly, really slowly, follows the guy, the rapist guy, as he goes down like the typical slow walk so he ended up in the underground he hits the bars because the guy's got his gun out isn't he he's hiding behind one of the pillars um so dead over hits uses a cane to hit the bars and yeah because the train comes and in and just yeah, and, him yeah and then he sees he basically sees him by using the sound of the bars which i thought was pretty clever um he gets towards him and makes him jump because he suddenly appears isn't he yeah and then another train comes past throws him off he goes to get shot, but then basically, like, he gets Yeah, so the way. train comes by right next to him, and it's really yeah, loud. Yeah, he yeah. drops to his knees. The guy puts the gun to his head, but as he's, like, cocking the gun, yeah. the sound refocuses him, doesn't yeah. it? So, so he, knocks he knocks the gun out of his hand, flips him over onto the train tracks where he clearly breaks his back and is, like, laid across a train track. And dies. Another real, train. real cringe line as well, isn't there? And he says, like... Because the train's coming and he sees the light and he says, that light at the end of the tunnel is not heaven. It's the sea train. You're like, yes, I think he knows it's a fucking train. Yeah. Like, you could have just said <laughs> that that light at the end of the tunnel, that's not heaven and left it there. there. You, he knows it's a train. You don't have to tell him it's a train. Yeah. Like, leave it there. And I like that the guy's clearly about to get run over by a train. It, his back looks like absolutely snapped in half. But all he manages to shout back at Daredevil is, I'll kill you. Kind of want him to just look around and go. Really? Do you think you think that's going to happen? Like <laughs> yeah. you're back to die. The train is there. <laughs> you're not killing no one, mate. Bye bye. Um, then you see a reporter. I can't remember what his name is now. The actors. Uh, oh, in the film, the character's yeah. name is Yorick. Yorick, that's Yurik. it. Um, yeah. Surprised that the journalist wasn't some sort of woman because I was half expected to be Jennifer Garner. Yeah, you that's I was definitely wrong not who Jennifer Garner was. Um, so he basically is talking to, I don't know if he's like a police chief or whatever, but he's saying like he thinks it's a daredevil and he's like, we've got no proof. And he puts like a recording device to his face like, oh, for God's sake, fine. We've got no proof. It is your so-so, so-called person daredevil. And then somehow someone drops like a lighter or does the no, Uric flick? Uric flicks his cigarette. And it lights up the floor and it spells out of DD. So he took the time after, like, because when that bloke get, is getting run over, I'm pretty sure you can hear police sirens coming already. Yeah. But he still takes the time to write DD in petrol or lighter fluid or, or something, something that's on flammable the ground. on the ground. Yeah. yeah, just so they can see. Of course. But none of the police have noticed it. So when he flicks a the cigarette, they're all like, oh my God, we did like... 
Surely you'd smell it. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. Um, that's when you see the, it reflecting in his glasses. The DD. Yeah. In the reporter's glasses. Yeah. Fuck's sake, it's like number two. So, yeah. Back at his weird home, it's all, like I said, like that dark blue kind of colouring yeah. to it all. Oh, oh, my God. The answer phone message. I was like... Wow, wow, cry me a fucking river woman. Like, get over it. It's like, oh, you know, you never called me. I've never seen your house. It's been two months. I'm like, mama, whingy whinge. So he broke broke up with him. It's great. Superhero can't get a girlfriend story thrown in there. Just... Yeah, it's great. I loved how he hung up his nunchucks like keys. I thought that was wonderful. I enjoyed that. Then he's like in the shower, which looked like a prison shower or something, like a communal shower dodgy af spits out part of, part of his tooth that's nice and then eats pills like you'd eat a mint um then he gets into his weird little coffin thing that's full of water i would honestly be afraid that i'd drown it's weird that he gets into it a bit like it's a bed yeah because he obviously can't sleep in there because it's full of water yeah so i was most confused i mean i get why he uses it but well, yeah obviously but i just thought for a bed that's a bit weird so and then you're in a confess- confessional and it's daytime and um he's talking to a priest and he's like you can't live this way and he's like i can because oh and the priest is like a man without fear um is a man without hope yeah i don't really get that yeah i don't really understand it either uh, maybe that's a bit deep for us <laughs> yeah mate. so yeah basically he's like saying that he can't live that way he goes to work and the guy's <laughs> I quite like this guy's colleague. I can't remember what his name is. No, I can't remember now. John Favreau plays him. Yeah. And he's like basically saying, you know, the guy that we just helped out paid us with fluke, like, which is a type of fish. I had no idea it was a type of fish. And he's like, well, you know, that's all people have to give us to pay. He goes, well, I don't shake my my ass to pay my phone bills. (laughs) It was good. Yeah, then he like he takes away. I'm guessing it was honey, like a honey squirt, because they're in a cafe, aren't they? Yeah, he asks him if there's any honey to put in his coffee, and he gives, and him, he gives the him mustard, and he squirts like loads in as well. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's gonna be rank. Oh god, this bit was just <laughs> what the fuck. So he says basically he needs to get more rich clients, and then you see him like start smelling the air, <laughs> and he says, "Oh, coming in at what?" through the door like in a minute and then you see jennifer garner walking i was like so what the fuck is he smelling <laughs> like her, can he smell her vag can he smell her perfume from that far away like how... the fact that you thought straight away you even said it while you're watching it's like is he smelling her fanny or <laughs> I was like, is she excreting some sort of like pheromone that only he can smell I like that you went hound. there before thinking perfume as well you went straight to can he smell her vag <laughs> fuck's sake like, is that, no is she obviously ov- perfume is she ovulating or something that's why oh. i can smell it i just God. did not understand how he could smell someone from that foggy. far away is his oh foggy yeah so yeah so she's not even in the building and smelling her over all those people which i'm sure i've got a plethora of delightful scents about them yet he just zones in on someone he's not even in the room yet might i add not even in the building no she's outside also, she is in the that wavy hair, that outfit again, really not like early two thousands, and like her hair reminds me of the girl in um, oh, what is it called? 
when I dance on the bar, Coyote Ugly, like the lead girl, <laughs> it's like crimped kind of, not tight 80s, not quite 90s, but we're in the 2000s now, people, so let's try and make it a little bit more, you know, looser. Yeah, just, it was amazing. It's like a flashback to being a tea when I brought some to sort of wave my hair. It's genius. Like, just pat it, babe, and sleep in it. It's enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so he sniffs her. What he smells, I don't know. We'll never know. So she walks in. And I'm pretty sure he says later on what her perfume is. Rose water. That's not like a strong smelling perfume, it, is, is it? This is what I mean. It's like, literally water. Yeah. It's got like barely any scent to it. You're like, what the fuck? Mm, oh my someone God. Someone smells like water. <laughs> <laughs> like what? It was a fucking ridiculous scene. I was like, <laughs> honestly, what? I think it only got worse. Oh, it gets so much worse. Because at this point you said you were saying how terrible it was, and I was like, "Oh my god, wait till in a minute they're going to flirt," and you were like, "It can't be worse than this." Oh yeah, it did. So he goes over to her table. She just sat down. He's like, "I'm looking for honey," and she's like, "Look for yourself." And he's like, "Uh, "Well, I'm blind." And she's like, "Oh, so sorry." Yeah, because she doesn't even look up. No, does she? Um, so he like talks to her a bit, and she gets up to go, and he gives her his name. I think like he said his mate makes some kind of comment. He's like, I don't know, I've never seen him before. And she's like, oh. Right, he drinks the mustard coffee and yeah. spits it out. Um, he didn't get your name. And she's like, I didn't give it. And out she walks. So he starts to follow. And then his colleague's like, well, you've got being caught by noon. That's fine. So then he's outside and she turns around in a play, like a playground. And I was like, I don't like people following me. And then he grabs her. Yeah, what a twat. Yeah. Um, if you ever want a guide on how not to talk to a woman you've just met don't sniff her no. don't follow her down the street oh no and if she walks off don't grab her arm no no not flirting that's just yeah that's... it's just sexual harassment yeah. <laughs> blind or not you just don't doesn't do matter it. if you're blind or not you don't follow women and grab them in the street it's just not okay in general just just don't yeah do it. all men don't do it to men don't do it to women don't do it to anyone just don't do it's it it's not cool um then they have what I can only describe. Is, can I even describe it as a... Oh, it was just the most cringe thing I have ever watched. Is them two fighting. And they're like on seesaws. They're making these awful quips at each other. Like, is that even a word? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, oh my God, it's just so cringe. It's terrible. And there's clearly no stunt doubles used for most of it. And like Ben Affleck's doing like the martial arts style blocking but it's so slow because he obviously doesn't know how to do it at speed and like in a film now if they get the actor to do it and it's slow they just speed speed it up up but they didn't speed it up it's just really slow and it's just him moving his arm around there's that classic bit in i say classic bit because it's the only bit i remember of watching the matrix which is when it's like now now like mr anderson and they do that weird little like arm thing which i'm pretty sure one of my mates used to do all the time when he used to spin sticks round don't ask um i wasn't it was that again it's early yeah. 2000s and like that was like a big thing and it worked in the matrix i don't know why it just did that kind of martial but because they thing. set it up to work and like yeah for that film also it's they did like <laughs> they did like nine months of training in martial arts yeah to do so that they could do most of it themselves and the bits where like the bit at the end you're talking about where he's like 
doing it and it looks like slow motion then they blur it and speed it's it when, up it's like the bullets come towards him and yeah. he starts going backwards but before it, he does like a spear and he goes like a come come on type thing do you remember that bit like yeah when he, yeah. yeah i remember all of the matrix because it's mind-blowing still but like they one did all the proper training which clearly ben affleck didn't do like jennifer garner bless her she, she clearly tried. did some yeah but again they didn't help her by like speeding her. so she was she was doing it but they could have helped her just by speeding it up a little bit for yeah. her and like but keanu reeves did it all to the point where they either you can see in the film they either sped up bits or slowed down bits but yeah. You can see that they do, they've do. they done it enough and they've choreographed it well enough that they clearly practice at slow speed and then speed up themselves. And then yeah. if, it, if it, you know, there's a couple of bits where you can clearly see that they speed up the footage to make it look like it's instant all the time. But yeah. And then you get to this where they don't bother with any of that. They just think, oh, well, they've learned a little bit. It's fine. You I can clearly see they're doing awful. it. And you're like, but it doesn't look... Oh, it looks no. awful. It's so embarrassing. It was horrendous. And it's all about the kids and the kids start cheering. And in the end, I just couldn't watch it anymore. I was like, this is the fucking pits. The actual pits. She, does it, she knocks him into the seat and she does that thing where she holds her leg up near his face. So she gives her name as Electra. Na- Nachos. Nachos. Yeah. Okay. I was like, well, it's like Nachos. And you're like, yeah. Nachos. It's like Nachos or something. Yeah. Like, okay. Nachos is better. I was like, what a name. Um. Then you meet the bad guy who is like a stereotypical bad guy as in like a big coat big cigar yeah Ving Rhames in this film isn't it oh, he was cool he was cool he's fucking massive as well which the, in the comics that Kingpin is, although they did big departure from the comics because generally Kingpin was white oh really Ving Rhames is a very large black man his stature is exactly what you'd expect of a Kingpin so yeah you don't even bat an eyelid at that because he just is massive. Yeah. Really suits the massive kingpin type. So he's talking to Electra's dad about, um, I don't know, him buying something out. I kind of was still... Electra's dad wants to retire and wants him to buy him out of whatever yeah, they're I in. Yeah, kind of started, started to lose a bit of interest really after that fight. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I needed a little injection of life into it, which does come in a minute. Um, so basically, yeah, it's, they have a discussion about it. He's asked how his daughter is. Yeah, that was that. And then he, I don't really know. I'm just going to skip a bit because I can't remember what happened there. So the dad wants to retire. Oh, and when he, he, when he leaves, make... he um, he tells his friend, basically, he wants to make a paper trail to lead to him as yep. that guy as the and kingpin and to get me bullseye. bullseye. <laughs> and then I literally got a little bit more interested in the film. <laughs> yeah. <There's> bull... Bullseye. <laughs> oh, oh. is just glorious. Overacted. <laughs> To a T, like I said to you, you've got to go. You've got to cut, go all in or go home, really, haven't you? When you've you're either got to of... go method or you've got to go fucking balls out mental. And he has gone balls out mental. Colin Farrell goes balls out mental. So he's to got be like he's in a Irish bar in England. In England, drinking a Guinness, playing darts, throwing darts into directly the into the bullseye of a dartboard to the point where it gets so full that the last dart he throws goes directly down the middle of another dart and splits it in half yeah. to win a bet. And then... And they're like, oh, wonder why he's called Bullseye. <laughs> so when he doesn't do any more, he doesn't really say very much in this film. He doesn't speak at all at this bit. Not I in think. this bit, no, but not throughout the whole film. There's not no. a lot. He is all in his face. <laughs> I 
I was like... And lots of grants. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, I love him. Lots of grants and eye twitches. So the guy he made a bet with calls him an Irish piece of trash, which... Oh, let's not forget about the music as well, by the way, which we forgot. I've, I've so, written... So when Kingpin was introduced... It was awful rap music. Yeah, but... And I can't remember what the song is now, but here, when, when we first meet Bullseye, the music playing in the background is... Is it House of Pain? Yeah. And literally the first... Top of, and so in top of the morning, morning to you, or something like that, yeah. In the song, I'm like, what the fuck? I can't, I'm going to have to try and look up what the Kingpin song is now. It wasn't, it wasn't awful. It's just, it, well, again, it's just that piece of but music. But it was like so on the nose, like, here's your big, powerful Kingpin character. Here's music to tell you that he's your big, powerful. Yeah. And then here's your... Uh, Irish. Here's your Irish assassin character, Here's music by House of Pain. That uh, mention Irish. Uh, that mention being top of the morning. Irish. And, <laughs> oh, it's um, Lap Dance by Nerd. By oh, NERD when he, we meet Thing. Yeah, and literally the first time you see him, it says the first line of the song, which is, I'm an outlaw. And then you see Kingpin, you're like, With his oh, big cigar. I think that's why I said it was so stereotypical, because you've got like rap music. Yeah. Like a bit of rap. And you've got um, your your main bad guy who is black, he's got a great big coat on, he's got a great big cigar, and you're like, oh, come on. Yeah, so we, uh, the music has to be by a black group. Yeah. Doing music, saying words that suit this character. Oh, let's listen to... Oh, this one here, this song, the first line is, I'm an outlaw. You just think... Perfect. If we have that, just as we do our first shot at him. And, <laughs> so, and Pete, and like, the amount of people involved in making a film that they've all sat there and gone, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And then we're watching it like... Oh my god! Who picked that? Like again, Quentin Tarantino would not pick that song no. to introduce his character. Quentin Tarantino, if he's introducing an Irish assassin, would not be like, you know, who's Irish? House of Pain. They got this song where they say "Top of the Morning" and talk about being Irish right at the start. If we have that, have that as we do the first shot of him, yes, brilliant. Oh my god, it's that just works so horrendous, well. isn't it? What do yeah. you think? Like the two actors they've got playing those two characters are just perfect as they are yeah, you don't need you to don't like need that. overdo it there's a problem with a lot of these early superhero films as well they take they take a simple idea and they this is why the marvel films work because they don't overdo it no like a lot of people might disagree or anything if they don't like the marvel films but they give you here's your character here's his motivation here's the basic plot here's him winning yeah and like literally all of their origin films pretty much follow the same exact plot. Mm. And yeah, it can get a bit, you know, are the, the first films in all the Marvel film series are probably the worst ones of them. Yeah. But they're enough to get you to be like, okay, now I'm like invested. invested in it, yeah. Now do something more interesting with the character. And that's what they do. These are all like, Ugh. oh, it's just cringe, isn't it? Here's everyone to meet. Let's meet them all. And we have to give you all of this stuff about them. Like, no, you don't. We've got, we get it. Yeah. Bad guy. We get it. We've got it. Just tell yeah. us a little bit and then get on with it. Yeah. So we need to know. Anyways, so that aside, he calls him an Irish piece of trash. He does some trickery with his hand and pulls out all these like pins. <laughs> his face is just glorious. And he like 
starts throwing them like really don't dramatically. They, no, they start off as paper clips. They're paper clips, and he, he does that thing with his hand and like unrolls them all into whatever really he, long. Whatever he does, pins. I couldn't see yeah. it. It just was something silver and small. But all I kept looking at was his face because it was so comical, and he like really like exaggeratedly froze them into like, the guy's neck, like into his jowly bit. I was yeah. like, would that even really kill you? Anyways, he's dead. Then it cuts back to Daredevil, so Matt and his colleague, and he's talking about how he um, has met Alexa, Alexa, and he says, oh, Electra. Electra, even. And he says her full name, because oh, it sounds like a Mexican appetizer. <laughs> Great. Um, they're talking about something. I didn't write a lot of it down. But then in the next bit was um, Bullseye sat next to an old lady, and she's just waffling on. I was like, that is literally a glimpse into my future some lights reflecting on her face and he gets her peanut throws it onto the seat just in front of her it bounces down her throat and she dies and then she puts her head on his shoulder and like this the cabin crew lady's like oh how cute do you want anything else like more nuts please (laughs) love it um so then we've got back onto um the rooftop and you've got like the gargoyles or like statues and i feel like angels i couldn't really work it out yeah like gargoyles. he's like in the middle of it looking yeah. like, oh my mm. god it's such a typical shot of course he is. um but the next shot it was actually pretty cool because then you see they hears the sound of someone mentioning the kingpin yeah so he goes towards it as a guy being held up against the wall. Then, like, you see his shadow appear over him. It's, like, huge, isn't it? With just the devil horns on the helmet and stuff, which is, like, yeah, that shot's that was actually pretty, pretty cool. good. So then he, like, chases the guy um, who's been holding the other guy up who mentioned Kingpin. Um, he runs into the building, goes in and shuts the door and locks it. But I was pretty sure one of his windows was open. I was like... Oh, come on. Yeah, it is. They were so right by the door. He shuts the door, then he locks it, and the window behind him's open. open. And you were immediately like, oh, his window's open, so obviously he's coming through there. I was proven incorrect, and he smashes through another window. <laughs> smashes through a closed window <laughs> further down the corridor. <laughs> Set up perfectly for him to come in, but he just jumps through a closed window. <laughs> he could have gone, here's Daredevil. <laughs> he comes through the window, but oh no, he smashes another one. So I think he like, does he kill him or just beat him up? He beats him, he really beats him up. But then like, he sees this little boy crying and he's like, I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy. And you were like, I think that kid would beg to differ. Yeah, you just just smash through a window in his flat to repeatedly punch his dad in the face and he's seen it. Why is he going to think you're a good guy? Yeah. So he's like stood up on top of the roof looking over the city like, I'm not the bad guy. Agonising. Internal. Turmoil. Conflict. (laughs) Ah, so it's the morning time. He's walking through a load of traffic. Uh, and he gets into work and there's an invite. He hears them whispering, doesn't he? His mm-hmm. colleague and the lady that works in there. Yeah. And he basically has got an invite to the black and white ball and it's a plus one. And he's like, I'm not going. And his colleague's like, but it's full of rich people so we can get ourselves some actual money. It's great. Um, I think he like just goes for a walk and this is when Electra is creeping up behind him. Yeah. She's following him now. Yeah, and he's like, she's like, oh, how do you know it was me? Well, I can smell your rose oil and I'll hear your high heels. Mm. Just fuck off. Also, if you're a woman trying to get a man, 
don't follow them down the street. No, don't crazy. grab them. It's not cool. It's See, not cool. it works both ways. Works both ways. It is not romantic. Stalking isn't romance. No. Really isn't. No. It really isn't. Um, so then, oh yeah, this bit was absolutely fucking hilarious. So he takes her to like his favourite hangout spot, which is on the roof, overlooking Hell's Kitchen. And she's like, look at this beautiful view. And you're like, he's blind. Yeah, just... Uh. <laughs> It's, it's, not, yeah, it's, it's not the actual line, it's the way she says it. It's like, oh my God, will you look at this? He can't. He blind. <laughs> Don't say look at this to a blind person. Like you could just say, wow, this view is incredible. Because then he follows up with, yeah, it was my favourite view of the city as a child. Yeah. And then you could say something like, oh, I wonder how much it's changed since then or something yeah. like that. And then start Anything. describing it and then he can describe that. But no... <laughs> but he takes it like really well like he does again i feel like oh it's just so badly written anyway oh god so that's that anyways oh god and he says about he asks her something or other and she's getting all like think i'm better go and then he goes wait because it's gonna rain and i get to see things when the raindrops land yeah, some yeah. sort of it's gonna rain because the temperature just dropped a few I can degrees and i can smell it. the moisture in the air fucking oh not sure that's a thing but he does actually make it like each raindrop makes a sound and it, it's like I can see again and I just want to see you. Like if that was him explaining seeing something else, that would be like, oh, yeah, like that's quite good. Yeah, that would really help him. Yeah. If he's just explaining that. But uh, then when it's followed up with a, and I just want to see you. Uh, oh, uh, vom. Uh. So then he, like, he's like hitting her face. You can see her. He's like, oh, you're so beautiful. And then... She's like, I have to go. And he's like, stay with me. Right. So it then you see the statues and in the statue, one of the figures is grabbing another one's titties into a sex scene. I was like, oh my God, why is everything so obvious in this film? Did yeah. you really need the titty statue? Like, I don't think so. Do you need the sex scene? Like, it wasn't. It was. It wasn't romantic sex scene either, was it? it was no, because really he's doing that silly derpy face. <laughs> Anytime he's not actively kissing, he's got that look on his face. So and like the... she's like really not into like she's not feeling it, is she? Even with the open fire, there's she's a bit where she's like, I get, I kind of, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. She's like feeling scars on his body, and but rather than putting like a, I don't know, like she's not paying attention to the fact there's sex no like she's really distracted and when she's feeling the scars instead of putting like a face of like oh like surprise or something he's got a lot of scars for a blind person in these yeah. wonder how he got them she's like really like overly focused and looking off into the distance like why why <laughs> and you're like if you don't want to sleep with him don't sleep with him yeah. like why are you not why are you doing this so uh, in the morning... It he just wakes... doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. There's no need for it. It shouldn't be in there. But he wakes up in the morning, rolls... He puts his hand out to try and feel for her, which is like, like, standard kind of a shot, and picks up... <laughs> picks up an invite for Black and White Ball. It's like, I have now shagged you. You now have to come to Black and White Ball. Yeah. Now I've put out, you've got to come to my party. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I feel you maybe just could have talked him into coming to the party rather than vaginaed him into coming to the party. <laughs> Especially as you clearly did not enjoy that sex scene. <laughs> it's just all kinds of wrong. 
Oh, so then we're at the black and white party and it's Wilson Frisk, isn't it? Who is Fisk. King Fisk, even. Yep. Who is the uh, kingpin. He goes up to him and um, so it's dead. So Matt and his colleague go up to speak to him and then his like assistant says, if you want to speak to him, you need to make an appointment. Um, and he's like, oh, I've heard of you guys. Um, you know, give them their card. You know, I, I might have work for you and stuff. And this my god i wanted the whole world to open up and swallow me on this bit it's like we'll never work for you because i only work for people that are innocent wow if the world is only that simple and also he doesn't actually know that fisk is the kingpin at this point no he doesn't so he just decided that he's guilty of something without any context no what's like we know he's the kingpin we know he but how do what do you know about him because you don't know he's kingpin that comes that actually comes as a revelation to you later in the film. Yeah. So what the fuck was that all about? This doesn't make sense. What is it because he's like a big businessman that you're just going on the edge that maybe he's like bad guy or that he would not be innocent, he'd be I don't know. You just be like, well, I don't understand what yeah, that makes point sense. Is. So then basically it shows Jennifer Garner's character up on top of this balcony in the most hideous silver dress. It is grim. Like it's awful. I didn't really notice. It was hideous. And he's like, oh, um, and he's close like, oh, I wish you had my eyes for one night. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really tacky, tacky dress. Um, so he basically makes his way up to see her. They um, start dancing. They're talking some shit about being scared. I can't remember if it wasn't really that interesting. Um, then they see... Oh, there's like the guy is saying hello to that. He's calling saying hello to him, but he's holding on to a bird that's got boobs. I was like, what, what is the deal with boobs? Yeah. Don't, I don't get it. Oh, that's um, kind of pointless. Then they end up basically, oh, this is a bit scary actually. So um, her dad is talking to the kingpin guy. And he's saying about how he's just come, say, come over to say goodbye to a friend. And, like, that's how sad. happy his daughter looks. Like she hasn't been that happy since, like, her mum's died. And... Her mum was murdered right in front of her. And yeah. he's like, why are you bringing that up? Like, that's weird. And then he says something like, oh, you know what they say about history repeating itself or something like that. Yeah. Like, so you're threatening to kill my daughter. Like, he doesn't put two and two no. together. And then he slips the rose into his jacket pocket as well. And he's like, you are supposed to have been working with this guy for a long time. He's literally just said to you how your daughter watched her mum be killed in front of her. And how history repeats itself, which mm. is clearly a threat. And he's put the red rose in your pocket, which he does to people he has killed. And then all of a sudden he does seem to twig, doesn't he? And he's like, yeah. gets his security and they leave. And then so she goes as well. Um, but before that, you see Bullseye um, getting on a bike. He like kills someone. Yeah, steals their motorbike. Yeah. Uh, so they get to the layout. Um, they're getting into the limo and one of the guys went let her in. So she hits them or something ridiculous. She gets into the limo and they're driving away. Um, then you see Bullseye on the motorbike standing up like, Way! Yeah. I'm so- crazy me! <laughs> <laughs> Nuts! <laughs> got a bullseye on my head. Fucking letter to <laughs> um, So yeah, so it's like the motorbike's then obviously chasing limo. She looks out the window and sees Daredevil jumping along the roofs. More like, bad CGI jumping as well. For fuck's sake. Um, Dad, the bullseye throws some knives or throwing stars that hit some, the driver yeah, yeah, so they crash the, into a... Like a paper but, truck or something. Yeah. 
Um, Then, like, Daredevil lands in the middle of the floor, like, between the limo and Bullseye, and it's shit. Yeah. Um, He basically makes... He throws something, but um, Daredevil makes him miss, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, I missed. I never miss. I never miss. And it really pisses him off as well. pissed off. So they start running at each other, so Daredevil and Bullseye. And I was like, it's probably a little bit more exciting, but not as good as the tractor bit in Footloose, which you have never seen, and you are missing out. I'm definitely not missing out. You are missing out. It is the most pointless scene. Like, chicken on tractors. So they're driving at each other. Which was absolutely hilarious. Sounds terrible. It's brilliant. Um... So they're running at each other, have a bit of a fight. I missed it because I was writing stuff down, but somehow Bulls, um, Bullseye gets hold of Daredevil's stick and throws it, and it kills the dad. Yeah, Dad, he jumps out trying to grab it, but something makes a really loud noise, and he can't. It makes loads of copies of it. He can't see which is right oh, one, so he misses okay. it, goes past him, flies into Electra's dad's chest. Yeah, and I think he said, "See Bullseye" or something. No, no. It's got like a line. It's hilarious. That's it, basically. Um, he, Electra's like pretty pissed off, and the they turn up and the reporters there and they see like everything that happened. And he's like, "Are are you happy now that it's like Daredevil or something?" And there's a bit of drama there. Um, then you see Matt smashing up shit in his house. Then it's the funeral and it's Evanescence. Yeah, the one time the song in oh my God. kind of fits. Yeah, I was like, Yards Queen! Also, Evanescence were awesome. Love Evanescence. Then sees Matt at the funeral, and she's like, I want revenge. Um, and basically, he says, I'll oh, stay with me, please. And it starts raining, of course. And he sees her face looking all sad, and she puts an umbrella up. Burn. Yeah. Does not want him to see her. Yeah, quite good that bit. I like that. Actually, quite like that touch. That was clever. Yeah. Um. So then she goes off, and then you see a red rose laying amongst the white flowers. Yeah. And also, there's a shot of Kingpin at the funeral, like laughing his head off, and like, yeah. Seriously, is no one like twigging this? Yeah. Like, uh, why is that dude laughing? Yeah. Why is that guy (laughs) pissing himself laughing? This is not the time or the place. What's the deal with him putting red roses everywhere when there's no other red roses? Yeah. No, no one puts it together. Everyone's having a bit of a derp face moment. So, um, <laughs> so then it's um, at the crime lab with the reporter, and they show him the cane in the lab, and he's like, "Well, what's why is this so great?" And then he presses something, and it comes out long. So it's like um, like a no, what do they call it? Like just a cane or. I'm sure it's got a proper name for yeah, it. Yeah, it's got a proper name. Really ignorant right now, but um, so that's that. Anyways, then the kingpin guy comes into his office and sees Bullseye sat in there, um, yeah. and he's like, "How did you get in here? I've got security because I want that guy." And there's like three pencils in his neck. I was like, "I love the use of pencils in quite a lot of films, like how people have died via stationery." So you got like what John Wick, and you got Joker uses it, doesn't he? He fled Joker, and then yeah. obviously bullseye living a dream stationary death i'm trying to think who else uh, he's just talking about like how he wants him to go and kill out kill someone doesn't he yeah so he wants bullseye to kill electra to finish it off doesn't he yeah. bullseye's like oh I'll, i want daredevil i'll sort of do daredevil for free because sort of yeah. he made me miss and then there's like some sort of lecture on pride and 
crap. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of blah, blah, blah. There. Yeah, I was a bit bored. Um, oh, and he says about how he um, wants to go on a bloody costume. Yeah. Which he doesn't get, and I'm really disappointed. I know. Just the long fucking coat. What is the point? Basically, the guy, so the reporter kind of has a bit of a clue now that it's who Daredevil is. Yeah. And he tells him that um, there's been set up by the kingpin that he kills the whole family, so your girl's probably going to be in trouble. And he's he like, says, so like, like, how do you know it's me? Or he's like, I don't know who you're talking about. Or, I don't know who... He's like, yeah, and he's like, oh, I just thought you might know someone who could help. Yeah. Like, drops a major hint, like, I know it's you. <laughs> got it. So then you've got Electra's training. Oh, okay, so we had a bit of a discussion on this. Montage. Montage of training. She's Electra got, like... Electra needs a montage. Fucking bits of bags of flowers coming yeah. down. And I said, like I said to you, like, like you said, hats off to her. She tried, and she obviously did her own stuff. Yeah, in this scene, you can clearly see it's her. It's not a yeah, stunt double. She's but, doing it. But she's obviously not trained, because I was saying to you that it's when they basically filmed her. So when she did her flip, her ass just filled the screen, and her legs weren't straight. I mean, I know it sounds like really nitpicky, but it didn't flow well. She's like a sack of shit rolling in the sky, you know? Like, <laughs> for someone who is so slim with a nice body, her ass just... It was not an opportune shot. It was not good. But she just looked untidy. Yeah, so she's clearly not has, a professional. says at some point that she learnt to... That fight, that she learnt to fight, her dad taught her since the age of five, she's had a different sensei every year. So for someone who's trained since she's five, and how, I don't know how she's supposed to be in this, that bitch's leg would be straight. You, know? you imagine like, if, if she's... If we're supposed to assume she's around the same age as Matt, who's clearly been to law school... So what, she's going to be in her early 20s? They would be like sort of early to mid 20s. Yeah. yeah. So say, let's say 25. So she's supposed to have done 25 years worth of training. You just... It doesn't... Or 20 years worth of training, sorry. She doesn't look like someone who's been trained for no. 20 years. Because she isn't. No. And again, you have to give her credit for... She did good. Doing just... what she could do. But it's just like, I don't know, maybe it's just the camera shot, the angles. I don't know. And I think where they could have trained her... If she's on, like, they could have got her just to get her legs straight, you know? Like, flick it. It just didn't look smooth. I think I'm just being a bit of a bitch. But I just... No, I get what you mean. Like, you do have to commend people for doing their own stunt work. But at the same time, if it doesn't look right... If you're saying a character's had 20 years of, like, martial arts training... 20 years, you'd be really, really good. Yeah. And she doesn't look like someone who's had 20 years of martial arts training. No. So don't either don't set up that she's had twenty years of training, or get someone who has had twenty years worth of get training. Get some double in, like I said, because yeah. when they'd be doing her fits, their legs would be straight. Her legs were bent and all over. They weren't, you know, it just did not look good. I was like, bless her heart, she did well. There's no two ways about it. It doesn't look great. No. So, yeah, sorry, Jennifer. I loved you in thirteen going on thirteen. You were much better in thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, totally Mind you, I imagine she probably knows that. Yeah, I know. I feel really bad dissing her because, like, but it just, it just did. Yeah. Anyways, sack of shit might be a bit harsh. <laughs> anyway, so they got dead up on the roof, um, and for some reason, someone's got their their sheets out to dry, and then he in the middle of the night. Yeah, like what the fuck? Um, then he like moves it, and um, oh no, this is what I've written down. So basically, you see balls like climb up a ladder, and he like scares off a rat. It's so random. He's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's why he's like the best part of the film. 
He was the injection of life it needed when I literally was at my wit's end with it. Um, I think so- everyone else is taking it much, much too seriously. And he just like, I don't know whether it's, He's like written like that, or a conscious thing that Colin Farrell's no. Everyone is taking this like, really just fucking let, just seriously. Just let you know, Colin, that um, you're going to have a bullseye scar on your head, on your forehead. Are you happy with that? Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'm just going to go full on mental with this. I hope yeah. you're right with that because yeah. I mean, what is the point of trying to be serious with a bullseye like board on your head? Yeah. Like what the exactly. hell? Um. So yeah. So then he's like working his way through all these sheets, and then um he moves it, and then loads of birds fly at him, and then basically then Electra's the like there fighting him. And he's like, I'm not the one that killed your dad. It was um, a guy called Bullseye. And she's like, liar. And I was like, God, just makes me think of her in 13 going on 30. Um, Then she like, they fight. Then she actually stabs him in, it looks like in the shoulder area. Yeah, full on stab. And she's like, I want to take the mask off so I can watch, look at the eyes of my killer as he dies. I'm like, I don't think he's going to die that quickly from that. Because one, he's like, Main archery is not that side. It's on the other side, I'm pretty sure. Um, but either way, I don't think he's going to die that quickly. Oh, she takes it off, sees it's him, and then all of a sudden, instantly, like, forgives him. Now, yeah, now she believes what he's got to say. Yeah. You're like, the fuck? Yeah. Really? I'd be more pissed off. We had, like, really terrible sex, so you couldn't have killed my dad. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Bullseye does, like, this whistle, and he starts laughing, and he's, like, wolf-whistling her, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, because that would wind me up a fucking treat. If someone did that to me, I'd be like, you joking? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so they have, like, a bit of a fight, which is pretty good. Um, but then he, like, actually stabs her. Yep. Like, right through the middle. I was like, I was not expecting that. Full-on murders her. Before that, though, he's like, oh, is oh yeah. So he says, like, a oh, magic trick. And he pulls out his cards and he flicks a card and it cuts her across her neck a little bit. That's when he, like, grabs her around the throat and stabs her. But I was like, I do love a magic trick. Yeah. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, so, yeah, he stabs her. So she's on the floor. Then you see um, the helicopter flying around. And he's just, like, standing there with his arms in the air and then he disappears. Um she crawls over to, to Daredevil and dies. And that's like, I said, I honestly was shocked that she died. Um, She's apparently very good in the Daredevil TV series as a character. Maybe we should give that a go then after I've watched this absolute joke. Of a yeah, film. I still need to watch Daredevil, the series. So. Um, the cops get onto the roof. No one up there apart from the body. Um, Daredevil goes back to the church. Bullseye finds him at the church. He tells her father to leave because this goes basically basically goes back to the beginning again. Yes. So then Bullseye comes in, sees them. Um, he said, "Let's play," and he like does a little trick shot again with something. They're climbing up the organs. So it's like this really random fight. The cops are like, "I'm just going to whiz through this bit because it's a bit difficult to explain, isn't it?" They have like a bit of a fight around the thing. Um, he realizes that. The one he basically he said to Kingpin that he he goes, well, how are you going to kill a man without fear? Because you put the fear in him. So basically, Bullseye's trying to find what fear Daredevil has. Makes a noise with the organ or a bell, and he's like, "Oh, I know what your fear is now: noise yeah. or sound." I'm not, like, "Not actually, it's fear. Not actually a fear, no. though." Yeah. What the fuck? So, um, yeah, this is when he um, gets like the glass. I think he flips, and then the glass gets cut and he flicks it yeah i think that's been and gone before that yeah 
He throws glass at him, doesn't he? Does he like jumps flips. up because he throws all his stuff at him and he, none of it hits. And then he jumps up and kicks through a stained glass window. And as all the glass is falling, he's like waves his hands about, catches it in piles on his oh, hands. Oh, it's awful. He throws like a whole pile at him and then he's flicking the others and Daredevil's back flipping to dodge it all. And it, oh, it's, it's so bad. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've got that throwing bit. That's when a sniper shoots through the window and gets through Bullseye's hands. Like, you're taking my hand, you're taking my hand. We I mean, don't notice those as well. They're in a church. And he puts his hands out like Puts his like hands out Jesus. like the cross yeah. and it's directly through his palms like stigmata. stigmata. And you're like, oh, oh please. no. Um, so then he basically throws him, or he says, oh, mercy, you're taking my hand. But he throws him out the window. He lands on the journalist's car and says, Bullseye. <laughs> I physically rolled my eyes. It was fucking ridiculous. So they're back at the Kingpin's place. Um, he finds out that Bullseye has failed, and he basically tells all the guards everyone just to go because I know it, what's coming. I'm go. from wherever in New York, Bronx, like you wouldn't said. understand. Yeah, just get them all out. I was like, fair dues, you know. So then um, he comes in, and he's like, one last rose left, and he's saying, oh. I think they have a bit of a fight, don't they? And then he see, takes his mask off and like starts laughing because he's a, he's the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. Um, and then they're like having a bit of a fight. It looks like he's about to lose, and he suddenly sees like a lecturer's face. Um, because he like kicks a pipe, doesn't he? Like all the water. Yeah. I don't know. He sets what the, the sprinklers off. Yeah, and then he can like fight him a bit more. Uh, and then he looks like he could kill him, but he doesn't because he says about justice deserved because he heard on the radio that the police were coming for the kingpin because he can hear them on the radio yeah he can hear the police because the kingpin says oh that's the cops coming to arrest you now he's like they're coming for you i can hear the radio yeah words out on the kingpin or something like that so he's, he's like, like i'll tell everyone it was you and he's like yeah tell him in jail you got beat up by a blind, blind man. man yeah like that's gonna go well pretty cool um so that's the end of that fight it's always a bit brief but it's just a fight really wasn't it um then they're in the cafe and there's a newspaper about the kingpin. And it's like a, another argument they'd had about alligators being in like the sewer. He said, oh, there's no such thing as the daredevil or whatever. Um, and then it's like horrendous voiceover again, really, isn't it? Like narrating about how he saved himself rather than the city he set or out whatever. to save the city, but with Electra's help, I saved, saved myself. myself. Faith is all you need. One man can make a difference. Oh, God. And then it goes to Eurix, like, typing out something, and he basically names him, then deletes it, and then it's the... For fuck's sake. (laughs) Then he, like, looks... Comes out of the building, doesn't he? And he stands and looks up and sees Daredevil, and he's just like... I can't remember what he says now. Go get him, Maddie. Go get him, Maddie. I was like, oh, Daredevil gives him a nod and then the voiceover kicks in, doesn't it, as he jumps off and he, his cane things are flying around. And, and he calls himself a guardian devil. I'm a guardian devil. And then it cuts to the end and you're like, why did you say guardian devil? I want to die. It was awful. But there's, a, there's an end bit, isn't there? There's with, a little mid-credits scene. Yeah, with um, Bullseye laying him like full cast and there's a fly flying around him and he reaches for a needle and it comes you go out into the whole corridor and you don't see it but you hear like a twang and then you look in and he's got a fly with um, the needle so, and yeah. then says Bullseye, Bullseye. <laughs> and that's it that's it so I was very torn because 
there were some parts of it that were really cool. Yeah, there's some good bits in it. And like, it's quite different in a sense. I thought it was better than better than Ghost Rider. Had some taints of like what Marvel were going to be in a way, you know, like... As some of the bits to come. Yeah, like, they're good bits, which you did... I didn't think they had very much of that in Ghost Rider, but you could see some glimmer of hope in it. Like, the fact it was different, and I quite liked some of the fight scenes. It was quite clever. The wit wasn't quite there, but, you know, it was pretty good. I liked the fact it took me back to being a teenager again with, like, the clothing and the two songs in it that I actually liked. But it was a bit... (laughs) um, it was more filled with really cringy moments. Colin Farrell for me stole the whole thing. He I definitely steals him. the film, yeah. Loved he's... him. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, so over, Although over... Ving Rhames is, is very, yeah, very he's good. close. Like, very my second, good. my next favourite. And his mate, I really liked him. There's a couple of, like I said, really good characters in it. Really good. Um, I give it a three out of five. Probably higher than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a two. Because there are some quite good bits in it that I did appreciate and some that I appreciate after speaking to you a bit more. Um, and I, my one word review for it is corny. Yeah, I'll go for that. Um, could have had cringe as well. Like, I've even, said even cringe so like, much, I couldn't. I thought yeah. corny was better. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Corny, cheesy. I, yeah, I feel my eyes don't feel as assaulted as I thought they were going to be. You I, definitely seem to prefer it to Ghost Rider. I would watch which... that again over Ghost Rider. Fucking Ghost Rider was horrendous. <laughs> um what we watching next oh we're going back to the serious ones now okay i've actually realized that it sort of links to this film a little bit oh so, okay well, in what way well in the setting this is set oh, in, okay fine fine this is set in hell's kitchen mm-hmm. um and as the next film it's quite religious with the catholic thing and all okay. that the next film set in hell's kitchen sleepers is the next film we're going to watch oh i've not really heard of that one before so it's allegedly a true story. Oh, like a true story. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, if we've mortally offended you in any way over our descriptions of anything in Daredevil, let us know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Maybe you agree. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, you know where to go. We're on Facebook and under Haley Watches or Instagram on Haley underscore watches. Or you can email us at Haley Watches 2020 at com. Um, so yeah, look forward to watching the next one. We hope you're all keeping well and sane and, um, not so you turn into bullseye and, uh, until next time, peeps, take jump, care, jump stay around. safe. Yeah. Jump around. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> take care. Ciao bye, for now. Bye. bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.